She's got one. one. Okay. She can give you one. Yeah, I showed him which part's acapella at the beginning and which line is the tag at the end. I, I completely forgot about that one. I swallowed my gum.
Good morning. Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here today. Um, I know it is a good day to be a, a penguin or a polar bear, but thank you for making the trek out here. Um, and welcome to those of you joining us on Facebook Live or listening to this later on on our podcast or call-in number. Um, we have a, one or two quick things. Um, Dave, you said you had an announcement. Good morning, church. I want to remind you that we still have our Bible study on Tuesday morning, and we're doing the book of James. Also, starting Lent is March 2nd. So the first Sunday in March, if you're interested, we would have an evening Sunday school class at 6 o'clock, and the subject will be Max Licata's He Chose the Nails. So let Teresa or myself know. Thank you. Anybody have any other announcements? Once, twice, sold. Cool. All right. Well, that is some of the the stuff going on here. Um, But I'd like us now to turn our hearts and our attention to a time of worship. And I'm going to hand it back over to Dave, who's going to lead us in our call to worship. Will you please join me in our call to worship? God says, come out to all who are living in darkness. God says, show yourselves to all who hunger and thirst. God gives us food and springs of water. God makes smooth the way home. Our praise band and is now going to have our first song, Open the Eyes of My Heart. And I would have you remain seated today, sing out strongly with us. The first song is Open the Eyes of My Heart, number 31. We'll sing that twice through. And then the second song listed is number four, My Peace. And we'll sing that twice through as well. So let's start with Open the Eyes of My Heart, number 31.
Will you please join me in our opening prayer? Gracious God, who's closed the lilies and fed the birds and cares for us, to help us to cease our worrying and all our striving, add to our lives day by day calm trust in you until we find what we seek above all, your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now will you join me in our affirmation of faith. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is one church, true church, apostolical and universal, whose holy faith let us cover, let us now declare. We believe in God the Father, in wisdom and power, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father, unfailing grace, the grounds of our hope and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we keep in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. We are still refraining from collecting offering in the ways we used to before the pandemic, but again, the small white church is in the back of the narthex if you'd like to make an offering, a tithe, or donation. Jesus tells us that we cannot serve God and wealth as if both are our masters. A heart divided in loyalty ends up loving one master and despising the other. As we give our offerings in the church, we put our wealth at God's service declaring by these gifts that we know the one whom we love and serve.
Abundant God, we strive for many things and worry over much. Help us to put our trust in you, knowing that you care for us in life and in death. Turning from commodities toward your kingdom, we offer these gifts for your use, seeking your righteousness first and foremost today and tomorrow and forever. In Christ's name, amen. We will now continue with hymn number 147, All Things Bright and Beautiful. seated. It is now time for our youth moment. If I could get our youth and kids to come on up. I know you're back there somewhere. There's one. There's two. There's two. Hi. How are you guys doing today? So when you wake up in the morning, do you know everything that's going to happen in the day? You do? You know the whole thing that's going to happen the whole day? I didn't know you were going to say these exact words. I didn't know I was going to say these exact words either. So, 
one of the things that's kind of fun, at least I think it is, is every day can be full of new stuff. We can learn new things. We can experience new things. We can meet new people. It's just every day is like a blank slate when we wake up. And so there's all kinds of cool stuff that can happen. Now, sometimes things that aren't so fun happen too, but that's okay. Like getting a shot, like at the doctor? Yeah, that's not always fun. Pastor Michael's not a fan of needles. Um, that, and we're very glad that you're all healthy again. So, what do you think? What do you think God thinks about each new day? You think God's happy? You think God sees it as, as lots of new possibilities too? You think God's nervous? I, you know, I think there are times we probably do make God a little nervous. Uh, people do some silly stuff. But one of the things, there, there's a saying that you guys might have heard an adult say. It's carpe diem. What's that? It's Latin. And it means seize the day. And, well, depending on who you ask, but we're going to go with that for now. It means seize the day. And what that means is that you should go into every day to, to live it to its fullest, to, to have the best day you can, to try and have fun and, and just be the best you you can be. Now, do you guys ever wake up kind of tired in the morning? Yeah, kind of. Super tired, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wake up kind of groggy? You don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. You don't feel like seizing the day, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, there are days that we might not feel like carpe diem. We not, might not feel like getting out there and seizing the day. But, if we try our best and we trust God, we can always find a way to seize the day and have a good day and, and experience new stuff. And God is always with us when we do that. So even if it's something that maybe we're a little nervous about or it's a little scary, God's always there. So we never have to worry that we're alone. Does that sound pretty good? Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty good too. Um, so what's something you're looking forward to this week? Going to school? Um, and playing Gaga Ball, okay. And going swimming. Swimming, yeah. Okay. Well, I am looking forward to having some coffee tomorrow because I didn't have any yet today. Um, and I am looking forward to getting to, to meet with some people uh, tomorrow, who I am good friends with, um, and I'm looking forward to that conversation with them. So, here's what I want you guys to do, okay? I want you, when you get home later, to ask your mom and dad, what are they looking forward to, to this week, okay? And ask them, how are they going to seize the day? 
okay? And you can say carpe diem if you want, or you can just say seize the day, all right? And if, they're, if they don't know what you're talking about, just tell them to call Pastor Michael, okay? All right. Can you guys help me with the Lord's Prayer? Can we do that with the congregation? Yeah, I want to lead. You want to lead? Okay, you ready? All right. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys did an awesome job. I am so proud of you. Um, You're going to go over by Grandma Barb, and I will see you guys later, okay? The rest of you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. Gracious and holy God, you have called us to be your servants in and for the world. We pray for the world, torn as it is by conflict and divisions. We have learned war very well. Now teach us the more difficult way of peace. Give us the will to settle differences creatively and patiently. Help us to live in such a way that there is strength and gentleness and power in humility. Heal the wounds that threaten our common welfare until all your people live without violence and fear. O Lord, make us servants of your peace. You have also called us to be your stewards. As stewards of creation, we give thanks for the beauty of creation and its immensity and in its intricate details. The world by your design is both resilient and fragile. Teach us to live in harmony with all your creatures and responsibly in all our habits so that whatever harm we have done, we may repair. And going forward, we pray for life to flourish in its many forms. In the church, you have called us to be stewards of your mysteries. Make us faithful in this, we pray. Do not let your church settle for easy answers, and do not let us box you in by the limits of our knowledge and imagination. Strengthen us to proclaim with joy the good news we have received, but also quiet us enough to hear your mysteries proclaimed by those whose voices have been too long silenced. O Lord, make us faithful stewards of all that you have entrusted to us. As you love us, so you have called us to love one another. In love, then, we pray for people in need, for those who are sick and carrying heavy burdens, for those who are bent low by anguish and grief, for the one who feels a stranger in our community, for the one filled with worry over a job, a relationship, or decisions to be made. Meet each one in their need, we pray, with healing, comfort, communion, and hope. 
In love, we pray with those whose hearts are filled with joy. For those who enjoy the glad company of family and friends. For those celebrating an accomplishment or a new beginning. For the one who marks a birthday or anniversary. For the one who has found healing and hope. Meet us in our happiness and hallow it by your presence. O Lord, make us faithful servants of your love. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who among lilies of the fields and birds of the air told us not to be anxious. Amen. And now our song response in his time. Please join aloud with me in our prayer for illumination. O God, clothe us in your word, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, we may wear the garments of faithfulness in such a way that others can see your glory, which is lovelier than the splendor of Solomon. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading is from Proverbs 27, 1 through 4, and Galatians 3, 12 through 17. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let others praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. A stone is heavy, and sand is weighty, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who is able to stand before jealousy? In Galatians three twelve through 17, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has complained against others, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you most... So you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, 
which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the love in the one body. And be thankful. Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in the wisdom and with gratitude. In your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And wherever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God, Father, through him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now we'll sing a hymn, Children of the Heavenly Father, hymnal 141. seated. Our final reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. This section uh, in our Bibles is headed with the words, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The word of God for the people of God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of before, God of after, and God of right now, we come to you humbled by the life we live. We are surrounded by beauty in nature and in all of your creation. We are made in your image, made for love and with love. We are made for so much more than the mundane and repetitive nature we have settled into. Help us to break out of our ruts, our self-made prisons, our habits of holding on too long to the past and worrying too much about the future. Help us to be present in the here and now always with you. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. God's blessings to you all and all those whom you love and cherish and hold dear. Today we are moving into our third week of our January sermon series, Life Without Timekeeping or In God's Time. This series focuses on time in regard to our perception of time, how we understand our concept of time versus God's time, how we keep and spend our time, as well as some other time-related topics and ideas. There have quite literally been mountains of facts, opinions, observations, and more written and spoken about time throughout almost all of human history. And these come from a variety of disciplines and other areas of academic study, including philosophy, psychology, theology, mathematics, poetry and literature, and much more. Last week, we focused on how God is patient with us, no matter how much we may try each other's patience or God's patience. We talked about how patience is a trait of God since early on, all the way to the Israelites and really before. We talked about the saying, patience is a virtue and it's debated history. And maybe most importantly, we talked about our own need to show patience with each other and ourselves and how doing so is another way to fulfill the commandments to love God and love neighbor. Now, many of you already know that I am a sports fan mostly basketball and hockey. I grew up during the Bulls dynasty. It's hard not to be a basketball fan when you grow up in that time. Now, as a hockey fan, I have always been a little sad that I didn't really get to see the majority of Wayne Gretzky's career and his scoring and passing prowess. Wayne Gretzky being arguably the greatest hockey player to play the game. But I have been fortunate enough to see in more recent years some amazing players, including a handful who might get close to some of Gretzky's numbers, or at least a few. And that includes Washington Capitol star Alexander Ovechkin, the first 
round first overall draft pick from 2004. Now, for those of you who don't follow the National Hockey League, Ovechkin was assumed to become a great player even from very early on. Since the beginning of his career, he has more than lived up to what anyone thought he could do. There's a good chance that Ovechkin will catch and surpass Gretzky's all-time goal scored record of 894 in a career. That's pretty impressive. It's a record no one thought would ever be matched, let alone broken, but we might just get to see it happen in the coming years. Okay, so Ovechkin is a great hockey player. So what? He doesn't play for the Red Wings. So why should we care? Well, I want to share with you a quote from Alexander that I think is not only relevant to our focus today, but just a good message in general. Ovechkin was once quoted saying, I never look forward. I live for today. And if you think about what's going to happen in a year, in two years, then you begin to plan. And plans never come true. Our first verse in our reading from Proverbs says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Sounds like Ovechkin might have had something of a proverbial mindset. The challenge sometimes with words like these is that they can sound ominous or even depressing. You shouldn't focus or brag about what you think tomorrow will bring because you don't know everything that can happen today or between now and then. It is good advice, but it kind of comes off almost threatening in a way, depending on how you hear it. That's why I tend to appreciate what we find in Matthew's gospel in our last reading a lot more. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. That last sentiment always kind of makes me laugh. But here Jesus is telling us not to worry because God takes care of us. He even says, and can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? That one always hits home with me. I I come from a long line of worriers and have been and sometimes continue to be one. Jesus points out how God takes care of the birds of the air and the lilies in the field And God loves and cares about us way more than those things, so why should we worry? Jesus is really telling us that we need to live for today. Now, that is not to say that we should not be aware of the world, ignoring important things, being oblivious to happenings. Not at all. Jesus calls us to love our neighbors, and to do that, we might need to look ahead to prepare ways to do that. While it is not impossible, trying to pull together a food pantry at the last minute is not likely to succeed or not in the ways we would like. It takes time to gather resources, communicate to those who need the food, and so on. 
But Jesus doesn't want us to spend our time worrying about things that are out of our control or prevent us from loving our neighbors and doing ministry. We need to live for today. And our reading from Colossians chapter 3, I believe, outlines some great ways to do just that. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. We can live for today fully and authentically as beloved children of God when we choose compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We can live for today when we forgive each other and and don't hold grudges that take away our days. We can live for today when we choose love, when we show love, when we accept love, when we embrace love, when we live love. Because as the passage says, love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. That is how we live for the now, for today, for each other, for the light, for God. Colossians also offers a few more ways to live for today. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That last one in there is something of a mic drop. Do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God. We can live for today when we let Christ's peace rule our hearts instead of anger or hatred or any other dark or evil feeling. We can live for today when we are thankful And I know that can be a hard one, especially during times when we might not feel as though we have a lot to be thankful for. That one can require some extra work and reflection. And again, we can live for today when everything we do, whether in what we say or what we physically are doing, when we do all of it in Jesus' name and give thanks to God. Those are just some powerful ways that we can live for today. And those all fit within the commandment from Jesus to love God and love neighbor. When we choose to spend the time we are given each day, whether it is one we see the end of or not, but when we choose to spend our time living for today, doing all those things I just talked about, that, that is when we see the Holy Spirit working through us, bringing the good news to the world, helping to heal broken hearts and broken people. Carpe diem. You heard me 
mention it to our kids this morning. It's a Latin expression, as I said, that is usually translated to seize the day. It is originally taken from the first book of the Roman poet Horace's work, Odes, from 23 BCE. I'm sure you all have a copy at home. Now, I remember the first time I heard Carpe Diem. I was watching the film Dead Poets Society, starring Robin Williams, one of his few movies that was not a comedy. Actually, a very dramatic role. And in the film, his character, this English teacher, John Keating, he tells his students, Carpe Diem, seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. That line was later on voted as the 95th greatest movie quote by the American Film Institute. Now, in truth, there have been some arguments over the exact translation, as with almost everything, with some calling for the literal translation of Carpe Diem of pluck the day as it is ripe or enjoy the moment. The phrase is part of a longer sentence, which is often translated as seize the day, put very little trust in tomorrow, the future. Either way, I think it's still really applicable to what we're talking about. Now, I don't want anyone to associate all of this talk with carpe diem and seizing the day with a more recent expression, um and fad of YOLO, or you only live once, as we have seen that has led to some individuals doing some very strange and dangerous things. Um, So let's not go down that road. Let's stick with carpe diem. Live for today. Such a short and simply constructed sentence, a recommendation, a command, a suggestion, a mantra, And we know how to do it. Colossians tells us ways we can do it. Jesus has told us many ways throughout the Gospels on how we can do it. It all comes back to love and really, in a way, to trust. I feel that it's easier to live for today when we fully trust God to see us through tomorrow and the future. When we can feel secure in our relationship with God, our human nature kind of eases up and can allow us to focus more on the here and now. And I would argue that part of loving God is trusting God. And I acknowledge that this, again, can be challenging. Trusting anyone can be challenging. We all know too many stories. We all carry too many experiences of what happens when we trust the wrong person or someone betrays our trust. And those are people right in front of us in our own lives. While we claim that God is everywhere, we are not often afforded the opportunity to have a physical sit-down conversation with God one-on-one. Our trust has to come from faith and from love. Live for today. It sounds like a really great New Year's resolution. 
live for today. Love each other. Be patient with each other. Show compassion and kindness to each other. And love yourselves. Be patient with yourselves. Show compassion and kindness to yourselves. Because remember, each of us are God's children. We are called to love one another and to be able to fully do that and do it authentically. We have to be able to love ourselves as well. Live for today. Live for each other. Live for yourselves. Live for God. Live for love. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn number 130, God will take care of you. Servants of God, do not judge others and do not let the judgment of others overcome you. 
trust in one judge alone, Jesus Christ, who knows and loves us fully. Live faithfully for him today and always. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. And do not worry about tomorrow. Today, seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness on which all else depends. May the, alert, may the nurturing love of God enfold you, the mercy of Jesus Christ uphold you, and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit enlighten you so that you may be lifted up in hope now and forever. Amen.